Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 83 of the It's All Fine and Dangy podcast. This is finally our Halloween special. We we actually get to have a Halloween special this month with everything yes. going on. Yes, we found somebody who has a very interesting job. Yes, very interesting job. And a job. very exciting job to us. And as you guys know, Halloween is one of our very favorite holidays. So we are very especially favorite. excited to have this interview because it, this is a very spooky topic. So yeah, it really is. It it is. Um, it can be very spooky to some people. I'd say if we find it more interesting. I find definitely. it both. Yeah. I find it both spooky sometimes. You know me. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, "What was that?" And I'm yeah. not getting out of bed, and I'm almost fifty <laughs> years old. So, please welcome to our Halloween special, Scotty Burns from the War Party Paranormal. I'm saying Ghost Hunter Group, but we're going to talk to her about that and yes. see if that's what that's called. Hi, and thanks for ha- having me on, you guys. I appreciate it. Before yes. we get into the interview and we talk about what that is and how we got into this and all this stuff that we're super interested in, again, welcome to the show. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? We'd like to find out about our guests, maybe family, where you grew up, just whatever you want to share. Sure, Absolutely. Uh, uh, I was I was born in central Pennsylvania quite a while ago. Uh, uh, I grew up in a 200-year-old haunted house. Oh, very nice. And, wow. Okay. Yeah. But when I was growing up, uh, having stuff happen around the house was, I mean, that was normal. I mean, there we mm. see people walking up and down the stairs that weren't there. Rocking chairs would rock, doors would open and close, oh lights gosh. would go on and off, wow. the radio would turn up and down. Do you still but have it was like, just, do you still have family that live there? Yeah, my brother still lives in that home. Wow. And is it still all that stuff keeps still happening? Well, not to the extent that it did when we were younger, but mm. uh I live in Florida now. I go up and visit and whenever I go up and I ask him about if anything's been going on, he just basically Basically says, you know what? I just leave the radio and the TV on. Yeah. I don't pay attention to it. Oh. Wow. Just gotten used to it, I so guess, at of, this point. Yeah, or, you know, having the radio and TV on, it just is kind of a distraction from it as well. If it is happening, you're not, it's a noise that's always in the house. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm curious to get into this because I'm sure you have some insight now after doing this for a while as to what that could be, what it could mean, and all those kinds of things. Well, uh, let me let me tell you a little bit about growing up in that environment. Yeah, that would uh, be very interesting was, to hear. I, I my mother was uh, we we'll just call her eccentric. Okay. And uh, she had a lot of friends who were into the paranormal. So growing up, it was like we had like the Time Life series on the supernatural right. in the house to, sure. for as reading material. But uh, I remember I saw my first paranormal team in 1968 she brought them in from harrisburg to investigate our home wow wow very interesting okay yeah so i mean i i was i was 
I was only seven or eight at the time. Yeah, I was going to ask how old you were, if you could remember some yeah, of the I details was, of it. I, all I really, they, they came in with their equipment and uh, they went right up to the attic. We, we were kids. We weren't allowed to go up and watch them. Yeah. But I remember on, on the way out in the front entrance, the front hall, where the my mother always called it the grand staircase, but it was just the front entrance. Uh-huh. But uh, she had candles lit along the way to the front door. And as they were coming out, I remember as they walked past, the candles on each side went out one by one by one as they walked past. Weird. And I thought that then they... Yeah, they turned around and they were like, well, that was weird. And I was like, oh, that stuff happens here. I, I don't know what you're talking about. You just, you viewed it as normal but, as a child. You were like, that's just, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, well, and I thought they came to play with the ghost. You know, I was young. So you weren't scared but when then, you were young of it. I wasn't really scared. I get startled. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't like. It wasn't until I started having friends, I started going to school, you know, like, you know, and when I was like, you know, 10, 12, and I started having friends come over to stay overnight Mm -hmm. and they'd be calling their parents at nine nine o'clock saying, come get me, you know, to their parents. (laughs) And I'm like, I couldn't understand why I'm like, why? And they're like, didn't you see that door just close? And I'm like, yeah, it happens all the time. And they were like, nope, this this is just a nope. That's oh. <laughs> you know who would have loved that? My daughter is. She loves that kind of stuff. She wants us to take her to like one of the most haunted bed and breakfast in St. Augustine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's very interested oh, yeah. in it. It's, it's um, well, I mean, it scares her, but it's, you know, something that is of interest to her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's, she's going to be disappointed if nothing happens. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's what I said. I And so growing up like that, I mean, I grew up doing, you know, we had the Ouija board. We'd do automatic writing. We'd do, you know, we'd have seances. I mean, we'd do anything to try to communicate with the ghost. And I think, uh, you know, we had some successes, but she was still kind of cranky. I'd, but, mm-hmm. you know, it got me into it. And I started investigating and I started doing things and. I can remember in 1976, I th- threw a big old reel-to-reel recorder and mm-hmm. a brownie camera and a Polaroid camera into my I had a 68 Mustang convertible, and I I drove to Gettysburg. I was going to go investigate Gettysburg, and I can remember going there and people just looking at me like I was nuts, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What is this lady Everybody doing? I was crazy. That's also, I guess, you know, I don't know enough about this to make an intelligent statement here because the only knowledge I have about paranormal investigation and ghost hunting and stuff is from movies and TV shows. So, Mm. but I'm curious back then, like in the seventies, I know from watching movies like The Conjuring, you know, with my daughter that there were people doing that back then. Is it more common now? Oh, absolutely. I would expect that. Ever, well, ever since... It was, it was like, it goes in and out of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know, you go, go back into like the, the twenties and stuff. They had the spiritualism movement. Sure. So it's, it comes in and out. But at the time when <clears throat> I was growing up in it, you had like Ed and Lorraine Warren were the big ones and That's you had Hans Holzer. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, my mom, my mom talked to one of the Warrens about our house. Yeah. But, but it still wasn't, especially in central Pennsylvania where I grew up, it was like, you know, very religious, very straight laced. And it was like, mm-hmm. we were the, you know, the pariahs, basically. We were the ones who, you know, everybody wanted to be around during Halloween when they wanted to get scared. Of course, yeah. but they, they stayed away the rest of the time, correct? Yeah. So well, the, like Warren, said, the Warrens, had, that's the couple from The Conjuring from the Amityville story and all that, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That yes. is interesting. And well, the, the other thing is, as I was growing up, my brother was four years older than me. Mm-hmm. So he used to fake stuff a, a lot just to see how scared he could make me or my friends or whatever. Right. So I got used to debunking, too, because, you know, you oh. see that rocking chair violently rocking. You walk over and see if there's fishing line attached to it. Sure, of course. Mm. You know, so... So you, I, I, you learn to figure out the uh, the truth from the prank. Yeah, from an early age. Well, I was in my teens probably mm-hmm. when he started doing that. But yeah, so I continued to do that, and I I still did it up there. Uh, you know, and then I got out of it for a while, and then when I moved to Florida, I got back into it. But to go back to you're having getting it accepted now is when. I think it was 2004 Ghost Hunters came out on TV and it was a big hit. Oh, that's right. I remember that. So mm-hmm. once that came out, it all, it almost, it brought it into the mainstream a lot more. Right. Yeah. Not, not like this is kooky stuff. This is people actually have a job doing this and helping families that might be families or people that might be going through something paranormal happening in their homes. Yeah, well, this this isn't a job. I mean, it's a passion. We don't get paid for anything we do. Oh, okay. So so this is a free service that you offer. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. So then this takes a lot of commitment. Like you said, it's a passion. This takes a lot of commitment. So when you came down here um, to Florida and then you, how did you go about finding a team? And I'm also interested about the name. Um, yeah, that is a really interesting yeah. name. You have to tell us how you came yeah. up with that. So tell us a little bit about how you formed your team, who reached out. Well, you're the co-founder. So tell us a little bit about that and about where that name came from. Well, the start of it was when I came to Florida, I started investigating with it was called Florida Ghost Team at the time, FGT. Right. And actually, some of their members were on some of the shows uh, and it was the premier paranormal investigating team back in the early 2000s. Okay. You know, so, and uh, then <clears throat> that, that kind of dissolved our, the leader went away. And uh, then I, I belonged to another team. And, but all, all this time I've been, I'd been gathering friends who have the same interest and the same passion. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Eventually, one of my probably one of my best friends in the whole world. His name is John Adderholt. Zap, we call him, uh, because at one time we were doing a, a like a TV show, like a internet show, yeah. where he would teach us everybody how to build stuff, and he got zapped. So that was funny. Oh, that's his, so that's but, his nickname. Uh, 
<laughs> and he survived, so that. it's okay to have that nickname oh, yeah. since you survived but, it. <laughs> so, so uh, Zap and Zap is half Cherokee. Oh. Okay, so, so I did think it sounded very Native American. Absolutely. When we uh, when we put together the t- team, it was War Party Paranormal Research, and and we are a technology-based team, more or less. We have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of equipment that we use when oh, we go into wow. places. Oh, cool. I mean, my team is, my team is absolutely amazing so when it comes to this. So how many people are on the team? Scotty, how many people have, make up your team? We have, we have over 30 members that oh. stretch from Indian River County to Miami. Oh my goodness. Are, okay. Oh yeah. How long did it take to grow the team that big from the time you guys started? Well, when we started, we started out small with and it was mostly people from other teams John and I had been on with that we'd known for years and we knew how they investigated and everything else. So but as time went on, we needed more people so we kept on adding and then we kept on getting cases down towards Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Yeah. Where we're based in West Palm Beach. Okay. okay. Well, that's and, a trek. And that's when we opened it up and they just we they, we were all just one big team. We still are one big team, but now yeah. I have a South Division where they get, you know, they're they are spot on. They are mm. awesome. And uh, we have we have down there where we do we do a lot of work with historical locations and oh, where that, we'll, yeah, that, that makes sense that does make a lot of sense uh do you did you ever hear of the riddle house i have not no i don't think have i you? did either no. but i'm super interested in hearing what it is the riddle house it was it was investigated on one of the tv shows ghost adventures it's in West Palm Beach at the South Florida Fairgrounds. Oh, okay. It is in a, there is a little town there of buildings that were brought from all over the state. Old buildings that were brought and they set them up there. Hmm. The Riddle House was one of those buildings. And so it's like it a was, man-made town from built from houses all over the, from all over the state or all over the country? All over the state. It's all about, it's, the, the area is, is called Yesteryear Village. It's a living history park. Oh, okay. Living history park. I and like that. A lot. A living history park. And they, they have every they have houses. They have, you know, there's a pineapple processing plant there that is haunted as crap. Oh wow. And what a weird thing to be haunted. A pineapple processing oh, well, plant. Okay. Interesting. Well, there's history behind it. I mean, yeah. you know, they have where they had kids in there working, but they had to keep the windows closed so the flies didn't get in. And a lot of some of those kids died from heat stroke. Oh, my gosh. There was also a Confederate soldier that went AWOL that was wounded and crawled in there and died, and there's still a blood stain on the floor that they can't get off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. That is, oh, my gosh. I'm oh, yeah. so interested to look up more about that. Yeah, that I, I put a, uh, <laughs> a note here. I'll put a link in the show notes if uh, those of you that are listening want to learn more about the Riddle House or more about the Yesteryear Village. But, 
Wow. And that's probably just one example you have of many sort of experiences you have like this. Well, that's that's one of the we go there uh, once a month and we do they call it history and haunts. And once a month we go there and they sell tickets and we just go and show the people we we take groups into houses. We show them how to, you know, how to use our equipment. We let them ask questions and uh, they, you know, the the park keeps all of the money. We don't take any money from yeah. It's all about preserving the history. Yeah, because like, but it's also about having a good time. Yeah, sure, of course. And, it, and it's like you said, you guys are pretty much volunteers. Like you're volunteering your time to do this. And I'm um, interested about like some of the technology that you use. So you give people, you know, they can hold some of your instruments or you know something like that. You show them what to do. I'm interested in like what kind of readings you get. Like what is it picking up to so that you can tell that that area is got something paranormal going on? I, I have the same question because we when we hear about that, I think most of us tend to think of like the Ghostbusters equipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah, I'm curious about the same thing. Like what do you detect? How do you? What is it reading for? Is it is it is it super deep to explain, or is it something we would understand? It's uh, well, I'll, let me put it this way. I am not the technical person on our team. Right. Okay. But I'm not. They either. explain it to me. <laughs> and I can I can explain it to you kind of. Sure. Okay. Okay. What we do is we have like we have sensors that can detect everything from movement to barometric pressure yes the temperature changes all to, this is all very real science-based stuff yes yes yeah to i mean we have we have things that detect all of them electromagnetic fields mm. but you have to be really careful with some of this equipment because it can be set off by anything like sure. they have two meters your phone can set that off yeah mm-hmm. you know or a walkie-talkie can set it off right but one of the the, one of the main tools that I use, I carry because I don't carry a lot of stuff. I carry a recorder. Right. I carry two recorders and a flashlight. Hmm. That's my kit. Yeah. And uh, one of the recorders that we have is it's called an RRDR60. Okay. You see it used. <clears throat> it's a Panasonic RRDR60. You'll see it used in a lot of the TV shows. It's, it was actually only made one year in 1998. Hmm. It was it came from Japan, and it was almost it was immediately not immediately, but it was recalled shortly thereafter because the people were hearing voices on it that weren't there. So that's like, <laughs> like so Gordon. I know a little bit about this. This is a, this is that whole white noise thing, right? Where where ghosts will sometimes communicate through white noise. It, it, it is, but it isn't. This, that's the one thing about this recorder that nobody has ever been able to uh, replicate. I is the family's home. The, <laughs> yeah, the family's home. Sorry. No, that's fine. But I'm curious. You, I'm totally enthralled by this now. So what, do they, what, what is it that, that is believed that is causing the, the, the voices? That's something that they've never been able to replicate. So they don't know. Hmm. We have. They are. If you look on eBay, you can probably find one for two thousand dollars. Wow. 
What's the model of that again? It's a Panasonic RRDR60. RRDR60. Dan wants this for Christmas now. I just, I, I, I think, I, you know what? <laughs> part, part of what we're going to do here with the interview is when we post this on our podcast, for those listening that get interested in this stuff, they'll be able to scroll down and just click a link to go to your website or click a link to find out more about the Yesteryear Village, the History and Haunts, yeah. or this recorder. So it's, that's why I was asking for the model because I'm going to yeah. do the same thing after this interview because it's really interesting to me. That's, you know, I. You, you know what's interesting to me is that Scotty. You know, you have all these other people that are carrying all this equipment. Scotty goes in with two recorders and a flashlight. Now, I would I would think that since you grew up in a 200-year-old home, yeah. and you grew up with these hauntings, right? You had this paranormal activity in yep. your home, that you have a certain intuition about if a place does have something going on. Is that, you know, correct nope. to assume? No, you don't? Nope. No. I have the sensitivity of a cabbage. I'm wow. the one that charges right in. Everybody's like, oh, look, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm like, I got nothing. Let's go. Let's move Oh, it. see, I, okay. I like that better because uh, yeah. I, this is the thing, and I was going to save this comment for later, but so I'm one of these people that I am sometimes a skeptic. I think, I think when you said you had to debunk your brother, it made me think of you're probably better at this if you have a mind that is not going to believe every little moving mm -hmm. door, every little thing. That's true. And you go, no, hold on. Something's not right. Yep. Because that's then me. the things that you do find. Too. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. So I go between. I'm so, more of a skeptic than anything. So yeah, and I am too. And I'll tell you the truth. I. It's funny. They tease me around here because I want to believe that stuff. And if we see like a scary movie or something, I'm, I'm almost I'm 49 years old tomorrow, actually. And I, I get like scared, like a little kid. Like I call the cause at the murder door. I tell Angie, <laughs> if she leaves it open and it's pitch black, I am not sleeping. But yes. when I was a kid, and this is an absolute true story, I lived for the first three years of my life, I lived in a little trailer in a, in a, a low income area. And then my dad really did really well in the nursery business. And we moved to this great big house and it was awesome. But, but, but when we lived in the little trailer, we moved maybe when I was six months old to the house right there. I don't know how old it is. It's been in our family for a while now. My mom still owns it, but I distinctly remember. And, and people say, you remember from age three, but I distinctly, I hundred percent as a skeptic, and I'm saying this on the show, which is crazy. I'm saying this, but I, I could hear people talking in my room all night. It scared me so bad. They weren't mean. They were just talking to each other. But it scared me so bad some nights I could not sleep. Mm. And more than three or five times I remember seeing people in the house at night, and they were all dressed nice, and they weren't, um, you know, they weren't flying around or anything weird like a ghost. But I knew they weren't people that should be in my house. Now, I, I. Never really told my parents that except when I was little and I cried about it. But all these years later, when my mom was restoring the house, so I went over there and I was like, oh, wow, this was my room. I remember seeing people like in old clothes in this house. And my father said to me, oh, you're just remembering what your grandpa used to see in this house. And I swear he never told me that. Yeah, so I firmly believe, I firmly 100% believe something, something otherworldly was going on in that house. So that's what I mean, you know, that being a skeptic and being, having experienced something myself, uh, you know, you can only be so skeptical as you know, you grew up in a house like that. 
So no matter yeah, how, but you, I mean, you have to be, yeah, you have to be open mm. to to the experience, but you also have to be skeptical about is it what what's really going on, and when you can't find explanation, yeah, that's when you got to stop and think, okay, what else could it possibly be? And that's when you come up with, I don't know. Let me ex- let me go try and figure it out. Yeah. And then you go down a rabbit hole and then the next thing you know, it's 40 years later (laughs) and you're still doing the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, there has to be times when you go a lot of it. I'm sorry. Say again. I said, well, when we get called in on a case, you know, most of the time we can, we can figure out what's going on and it's not paranormal. Yeah. Hmm. So what is it if it's not paranormal? Is it somebody just kind of, you know, is it, is it an old furnace that's making a weird noise? Is it pipes rattling in the walls? Like, what is it that you find that you can kind of dis, disbunk it? Wait, is that how you say it? Debunk it. Yeah. Disbunk? Debunk. Well, disbunk. Debunk. It's a new word, people. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> debunk. <laughs> but, you know, I bet it's all those things, but I'm curious what the answer there is. Well, it is a lot of those things, and it's also, you know, animals in the walls, Mm. Uh, oh yeah, uh, especially in Florida. Time, <laughs> yeah, one time we got a call, and it was uh, and there was a child involved, and all this stuff happened to this child. Like furniture would move when he, he was in the room, and like shoes would get thrown in the car or whatever. This was all reported by the mm. parents. So, I mean, we went there and. We, we, you know, we set up an experiment like we always do. And we put the child in the living room and everybody else left. But before we did that, I put a camera on top of the refrigerator, a video camera. Yeah. And to see what was going on, you know, but I kind of just, I kind of just slid it up there. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't make a big deal out of it. Right. And, and, you know, the kid came running out and said, oh no, the water spilled. And, you know. You know, then we were just like, okay, okay, go back and sit down and, and, you know, see what else happens. And then he came back out and he said, well, the remote control flew from my, flew from the arm of my chair. We were like, okay, okay. So we went back in and we were investigating like the bedrooms or something out mm-hmm. of the way. And then he came back again and he was like, well, there was a cup on the counter where the water was and it started moving, but I think I did it. And it was like, what? And when There's we went back clue. and looked at the footage, we saw him moving stuff on the counter, and he looked up and saw the camera on top of the refrigerator, uh, and he knew he was busted. Oh. oh my gosh! How old was the kid? I'm just curious. Oh, he was like he was like ten, twelve. Oh, so he was oh. playing. He wanted attention he from needs mom to, and dad he needs or to something. Be, if he had them so convinced they called you, he needs to be an actor. Yeah, he really does. I'm telling. Yeah, you. he was he was throwing <laughs> stuff around. He was moving furniture he was oh you know but God. i'm just saying it is but it's like with something like that then we 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 actually have we have a lot of resources available to our team and mm-hmm. you know we gave them some some you know information on where maybe they could find some you know help for his his you know behavior yeah Attention! Yeah. He wanted attention. He wanted attention. Yeah, yeah, there was something, something he was crying out for. So sure. That, yeah. But I think that's wonderful that you guys kind of go. 
go above and beyond like that because you could just be like, eh, this is crap and leave. But no, you're actually extending help to people that, you know, maybe seeking attention or crying out for something. You're actually providing them some other resources. That's when you walk into, yeah, when you walk into somebody's house, you never know what you're going to come up with. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, we've walked into houses that were like right out of hoarders. Mm. And, you know, we've walked into million dollar mansions. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, I said, a lot of it is, you know, we've, it's just like, it's so, so much that, that to encompass that you can't really, but yeah, a lot of some, a lot of the times it's the people who have the problems. It's not, not any yeah. haunting. Yeah. Sure. You know, there's addiction, violence. Mm. Sometimes, you know, when yeah. maybe a child's being molested oh, and God. it's not, it's not the monster under the bed. Yeah. But that's what they call us in for is the monster under the bed. Mm. You know what? You know, no, and, you've, you've just introduced a whole new sort of branch of this, this whole thing you do that I didn't think of that. And just like you said, Angie, so you guys are, no matter what, you believe out there listening about ghosts or paranormal. One thing that this team is doing is that you you're skeptical of it being something real. And when you find out it's not, you guys are growing the extra mile to get the family in touch with the resources they need to get the issue resolved or, or taken care of. And that's awesome. I mean, that to me, I, you know, I was thinking before we talked to you, it's a, it's if you really are having a paranormal issue and, mm-hmm. and you guys come and resolve it, that is a huge thing to do for somebody. But you know, like you said, you're spending most of your time actually just fixing family problems. It sounds like that's definitely a part of it. And, and like I said, we we have we have a minister on our team. We have, I mean, we have witches. We have, you know, we have. Well, that's quite a mixture. And I love it. It is. We got pagans, witches. We got Jewish people. We got, we got you know retired military security. We got, we have a real round robin of of uh, t- talent available to it's us. Very wow. diverse. I and love it's that. just something that, but it's something that we've. It's almost like we've drawn them to us. Yeah. We we don't go out and actively recruit. You know, it's I was like going to be people, one of my questions is like, how did that team grow? Do people find you? It, is there a certain criteria that they need to meet to be a part of the team? Like, how does that work? Our team is a family. We are a true family. And it's like we find people who uh, from other teams who they don't, you know, they don't like the way the other team is being run or whatever that mm-hmm. or People that come to our events and, you know, they or people who have been clients. It's it, it, it doesn't matter how they make their way to us. Yeah. It just matters okay. that they do. And when it, when it fits in right, it's right. And like I said, we've we've amassed a family. Yeah, that's great. Well, speaking of which, because this is a very good uh, spot for me to say this, and I wanted to make sure I didn't forget, I want to give a special thanks to Steve Altier, the author of Lizardville Ghost Stories. He's oh. a friend of ours, and he connected us with you. So yes, he did. thank you, Steve. And if you don't thanks, know about Steve. his books, I, get out there and find them. I graduated with him. Oh, did you really? Oh. I graduated with him. Oh, very nice. He grew up not a half mile from the house I grew up in. Oh, wow. Did he ever go Lizardville to the haunted was a house? Half mile away from 
Oh, wow. Wow, that is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I met Steve and Tony at a, uh, Angie and I did, at a book event, because I'm an author of uh, thrillers with some paranormal in them. And he and I, we had a booth next to each other, and we just started chatting. And since then, he's been on the show. And, you know, we before the virus, we're talking about getting together for dinner, and now we just, now we're waiting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Really, really great guy, really great couple, and uh, that's an interesting connection. So, did you ever? Yeah. Did he ever come to your haunted house when you were a kid? I don't know if he ever made it for one of our Halloween parties or not. But I yeah. bet he knew about that house because it sounds like everybody in town knew. And what does it make <laughs> oh, you think yeah. about that town, though? Because look, you've got a ghost hunter that come from the town. You have a ghost writer that came from the town. There's something going on in that town. There might be. That's right. Oh my gosh. So it sounds like, like when you were growing up, you didn't, you, you weren't very scared of anything going on. It seemed normal to you. Has there been anything that's happened that has kind of startled you or, you know, got you like, Ooh, that was a little scary. Growing up, growing up in the house, it was, there were, there was, Certain things that happened. The one I remember vividly was like three o'clock in the morning. I, I was sleeping and the door was closed and a light was on in the hallway. So I could see like the light around the door. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I heard what sounded like bats flying around my room. Oh my! And God. I was like, and I had that, that like par- paralysis where you can't move. Yeah. <clears throat> so I couldn't turn the light on. And I was, was like, why are there bats in my room? Oh. And it's, stopped and then it seemed like it went on forever but it wasn't but so then i finally unparalyzed got unparalyzed and i turned the light on and here it was there was the old-fashioned radiators i had comic books on top of it somebody took the comic books and was throwing them across the room and it sounded like bats so who was somebody your brother no this was a ghost the door didn't open oh my god i could see the light in the hallway and there were no shadows around the hallway light. Oh my gosh, that's scary. Now I would be scared. Is you know what I mean? And huh? I no, no, so, that's not happening. To me. So that's <laughs> like, one of the more scary. Have you ever felt a? Um, I'm gonna go dark for a minute here. I'm gonna put some scary okay. music under this. Okay. Have you have you guys ever experienced in your? I guess in your own life or as the paranormal team. Anything that was scary in a way that was deeply troubling, kind of scary. I don't scare. I don't scare when it comes to paranormal. Really? Hmm. I am paranormal cool. So you don't ever feel a presence <laughs> that clients, is like terrifying. I've had clients who want to rent me. Wow. To stay in their house. Wow. <laughs> and I don't, like I said, I'm not psychic. I'm not a medium. Uh-huh. But I, I've asked my friends who <clears throat> who truly have a gift. Yeah. Because I've met a lot of people who don't have a gift and claim they do. But right, that's sure. another story. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and they said they said they're scared of you. She got one of them pretty famous psychic. She said, You got Saint Michael over one shoulder, and she said, You got Uriel with a flaming sword over the other oh one. She gosh. said, They're scared of you. And so ah. for me, I like the dark stuff. If you if you want to if you want to mess, come on, let's go. I'm. Oh, I'd love that. You know, I'm like, I, I, I think that was my calling. I was made for that. I love that. Me, 
so, I'm ready to rock and roll with you. So you That's know, you know, interesting. You know how I, I I said earlier. You know, I'm I'm almost fifty. I'm fifty years old, and I get scared after a movie in the murder door. But when it's really <laughs> something, because Angie, we were watching The Walking Dead one night, and Angie was at work, and she got off early, didn't tell us, my daughter oh. and I. She snuck around the back of the house, which is pitch black at the time before we had the lights up. And she starts wiggling the sliding glass door. And like you, my first inclination is I jumped off the couch and ran over there to 100 miles an hour and slung open the blinds. I was ready to just, <laughs> I don't know what I was ready to do, but I was ready to do anything but run. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, I, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way I feel about things. It's like yeah. I hear a noise. I'm like, although I did get spooked. We, we, we investigated an abandoned prison. Okay. Here's the one. And, here. uh, I was, well, I was walking down one of the hallways, you know, they have a central hub and everybody was up at the central hub and I was walking down. I was just taking pictures and I heard a big crash in one of the cells right by where I was standing. And I just, I just started backing up and going, zap, hey, zap, zap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Until he came up and, well, I didn't know if it was an animal or what but we looked around there were no animals there was nothing there so and i would presume i mean i've been that- going face- i've been going i was going facebook live from there and we heard steps walking right up to us oh my and there gosh. was nothing there and you know wow. i would say is the people on your team is you you guys are a family and they know you well that if you're getting spooked by something or you know it's kind of startling you that okay something's up because you're, it seems like you're, you're just like, Nope, mm -mm, not happening. So. Yeah. Well, that's that I, I usually, you know what I keep in my pocketbook? I keep holy water, sage, and a gun. That's that's my gift. That's that's for the living and for the dead. Along with my two recorders and my flashlight. Yeah. There you go. My two recorders and my flashlight, my gun, my holy water, my sage, and I'm ready to rock and roll. (laughs) I love it. I'm in corporal. So I have to ask one thing. We talked a little bit about counseling, but on your website, it says that you guys do uh, counseling that sort of helps stop the phenomenons and prevent them from coming back. Mm, Is that, so we sort of talked about how in the cases where it's something going on with the family, is that also the case for when it's actually something paranormal going on? When it's actually something paranormal going on, that's a totally different route. Yeah, okay. Because we have to go in and counsel the family on what they need to do. Yes, because that's what I thought. A lot of times it's 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 a manifestation of whatever's going on in the house. Oh. A lot of times we go in and find out that there is there is resentment, there's mm. alcoholism, there's you know, drug use. Yeah. Or whatever. But there's also in inside the family even if a lot of that stuff isn't going on there's always feelings and we find that a lot of times these people are their kids are watching the violent video games they're playing the violent video games they are you know there's no you know there's there's no light it's all you know everybody's depressed everybody's Mm. you know doing doing you know their own thing and it's like you have to go in and you have to tell them listen you have to come together you have to uh, no connection there, you know, yeah. Turn, off, yeah. turn that off watch watch 
comedies. Yeah. Laugh together. Get out of the house. Go go to the park. You know, go be go be a family or a couple or whatever they are. Yeah. They're alone. You know what? Get out. Meet people. Take dance lessons. You know, yeah. you got to do you got to do something to help yourself. Yeah. So this is going to sound I, weird to say, but that sounds like a much more scientific explanation for an actual paranormal event than I would have expected. You know, we want yeah. it to be some scary ghost of something, but that I, for, that strangely makes a lot yeah. of sense to me. I equate it to energy, yeah. right? So if the depression, exactly. the negativity, the hostility, that generates a certain type of energy that I believe can create things to happen, you so, know? So I, I do too. I do. Only, and when you say... It not only creates it, but there's also... Uh, there's also paranormal entities that are drawn to that, like leeches. Yeah. That will feed off that negative energy and clamp onto a house. Yeah. Wow. That's a good way to think of it, about it. Yeah, that, that negative energy. Because it sounds like in your house growing up, it there wasn't anything um, negative happening. It was It was haunted, but nothing bad was happening. Like a lot of times you hear like, things physically happening to people yeah. from like you said something latching on right yeah um because of that negativity so that's uh, and there's a lot of people that like her that grew up with it and it wasn't really scary and it was normal and yeah there you go like like the ghost you saw when you were younger yeah they weren't they were scary to you because you didn't know what they were but they, they weren't, weren't trying to be no mean. no 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 yeah. it was almost like uh we were we were just in the same space. So they, it was almost mm. like they couldn't see me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was well, very that's, scary. That's because there's, there's a lot of different kinds of haunting. That sounds more like a residual haunting. Yeah. Where they go about their business. They have no idea. It's just energy. Like, like on a, on a wreck, on an old fashioned album. Yeah. You know how you can, it, it's in the grooves and it plays over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I had this, it, I don't know that it's an actual philosophy, but it was almost like a daydreaming. And again, because I write, my brain's always doing this, but, and I write fiction, but sometimes I wonder if those instances like that, if there's like, um, it's some sort of a cosmic atomic level, if there is a thin space in certain mm-hmm. parts of the world where the difference between times is almost transparent in a way. And, and I, I, you know what I mean? Like, because I remember as a kid, it was almost like, yeah, like quantum string theory. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like that. Exactly. Where it was almost like these weren't dead people in my house. These were people that were very alive living kind of in the same space. And you guys were overlapping. That's, kind yeah. Of. Kind hmm. of things. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, well, we had a case one time where it was a, it was a very popular hotel. It's a very old hotel down here. And they couldn't keep kitchen staff because they kept on seeing a large man walking through the walls. Oh my God. Where they're like, scary. it was like, like a chef's cap on a toque uh-huh. and a white jacket. Yeah. And so we went in and we investigated. We didn't see him at the time, but we went and we got old blueprints from the hotel. Mm-hmm. And we found out that the, there was an ice, there was an ice shack, an ice building outside mm-hmm. and where he went, through the wall that's where the door was to the building where the ice was stored so he was just, just going about his he business he was just doing his thing yeah 
Wow, that's a so. Do you do you tend to find that most of the paranormal paranormal activity you find is in like historic type places or buildings? It can be anywhere. Most a lot okay. of them are, but a lot of you know it couldn't be the land. It can be an object. We use a cemetery over here as a training ground. Hmm. You know. And what and kind of things we, do you do for the training? Like how to use the equipment, what to look for, things like that? Yeah, we do that. And we also like for people who, you know, maybe want to join, we take them and see how they're going to act under pressure. Mm. You know, when there, there is stuff going on, because we know there are certain cemeteries where we have access to and there are definite things going on there. Yeah. Okay. So take people there and. But we do use a lot of – we had an old an old hotel down here called the Gulfstream. Mm-hmm. It's in right. Lake Worth. It was built in the 20s. And we had – I had access – we had access to it for over three years. We were there two or three times a week. And it was yeah. it was abandoned and it had mold and everything else. But we'd go in there like with the recorders I was telling you about. We'd sit around this big table and everybody would have two recorders – and we'd see which one would get the most EVPs. Yeah. You know, we'd have 24 reporters and, you know, running for one question. Then we'd all listen now to describe, see which ones. Would tell me what EVPs. an EVP is. Electronic voice phenomenon, Electronic. which is something that you don't. Yeah. You don't hear with your ears, mm-hmm. but you will hear on a, on a on playback. A, uh, and that's what I meant by yes. white noise. That's the okay, worst. So okay. Where electronic is recording, you don't hear anything. When you play it back, you do. That is cool. Yeah. Actually. We also have another tool that we use called a portal. It's akin to a ghost box, which is where it will it will static uh, flow through the AM band or FM band, mm-hmm. and it like you know just like ding 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 ding. And if you get words coming through there that are you know over several bands, you know that might be an answer. Wow. question oh, wow okay that is pretty pretty cool man so we, we, we i know we're wrapping so up but i have to ask this and i know there's a lot of commercial ghost hunters and stuff out there but have you guys ever gone out to saint augustine oh yeah i figured oh yeah saint augustine's one of our favorite places I we figured. used to go up there there was a there was a little antique shop called antiques uniques and collectibles right it's hmm. no longer there but it was part of the old jail for St. Augustine and you got the fort, you got the the lighthouse. Oh yeah. There's some really cool cemeteries. St. Augustine is great. We, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. I have to be, you know, honest and I'm an IT guy for 30 years and I'm very technical, but I went on the ghost tour and they told us you might see orbs in your camera and all. I've showed you these pictures. Mm -hmm. There were 25 people in our group. Only my camera had them and it had hundreds of them and what was weird is i would you know you could hold the shutter and take it would go and take three shots of the same space and one of those would have hundreds of these orbs in them and to this day i don't know what they are but it is really really wild looking well a lot of times orbs are they're dust or they're moisture particles that light up with your flash that's what i that's exactly what i would think yeah but if I guess because I was high speed shuttering, that's what got me because it would be like one or two frames out of all of them. It would go from a hundred to none in half a second. 
So that's the part that kind of, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what to think of it. Maybe it's just dust, but it was, it was fun nonetheless. Well, that's, that's what I said. You never know, but orbs mostly are, unless an orb is smiling and waving at me, I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. I uh, see. I'd love it. There's the skepticism again. Yeah. I, and I love that she's, you're being truthful. You're yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. That here's what that really is. People. But people will still tell themselves whatever they want. <laughs> so so let's I mean? talk about real paranormal events for a minute as we're wrapping up. You know, you guys have a lot of really cool stuff going on. The uh, You know, I went out and jumped on your website, read a little bit about, like, the Amityville article of what really happened. Um, you got some postings there for some events that you guys have done. You mentioned events that you guys are planning to do. How do people find out? Like, do you have recommendations where people can find out more about actual previous paranormal experiences that were confirmed to be paranormal well we have a lot of stuff on our website yeah. is uh you know we have we have that on there right excuse me i had to go shut some doors uh <laughs> we put we post a lot of it on our uh facebook and oh, our facebook. instagram yeah. and but you know, people, people find us Yeah, and we do, but because, because we do a lot of historical locations, that's what we do these for, not just to benefit the historical locations, but to get our name out there so that if somebody has a problem, they know that there's people out there who can help them. Yeah. I love Get that. our name out there. You got, I get, I get the phone calls, you know, yeah. I answer the phone. War party paranormal. This is Scotty. How may I help you? Yeah. And they're like, you're not going to believe this. But I go, wait, yes, I will. Tell me <laughs> the story. Well, I, you great. know what? This was way more grounded than I expected. This is yeah. really, this has been really entertaining and very educational. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, you are so welcome. And I, I am so glad you asked me to be here. And I can maybe help some people understand what a true paranormal team does yeah that i think you really did like you answered a lot of questions that i was like eh. just by you being honest about some of the stuff like no it's not always that a lot of, most of the time it's like people just you know it's their energy or something else going on and i love that you are providing resources for those yes. people to to not continue to have these problems that's that's a really being something we look for is people who are doing something positive in the community. And yeah. that's what you're doing. I mean, really, truly, that's what you're doing. Right. So, and I mean, I was setting the for stage that. for all. Yes. Thank you for that. I was setting the stage for all these crazy, creepy, spooky stories. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, I just, it was a very realistic conversation and I, it, it was much different than I expected. And I think yeah. I have a newfound respect for paranormal what? research. Yeah. I mean, I, I was always fringy with it, but I think it, at least with your group, it sounds like you guys are, you're not looking for it to be paranormal. And that's the thing I guess I always thought paranormal yeah. ghost hunters were doing. You're looking almost for it not to be. And it, so it, whenever you feel like you've found something that was real, it makes me tend to believe it was probably real. And that's, that's what we do. I mean, that's, that's you, you watch these shows on TV and these, and these guys, you know, they're all like, 
oh, it's a portal to hell. Oh, I'm possessed by a demon. It's <laughs> right. like, no, you're not. Right. Smack, smack, stop it. But you can't, ha- you know, it, that's the thing, it. though. You can't have one of these shows if, you know, nothing happens for a yeah. month of the show. So yeah, exactly. that's part well, of it. Oh, and that's, and that's, it's for entertainment, yes. you know? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know a lot of people have been on TV and it's like, you know, if, if you're not producing the excitement. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. gone. Of course. Yeah, people. So if if somebody does need some help, Scotty, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? We have our Facebook page, War Party Paranormal. And we'll put a link in the show uh, notes to have, that. Yep. Yeah, and we also we also have our website. Uh we also have our Instagram, which is pretty I see on my team, I we we're so lucky. I have people who are so good at tech. Uh-huh. And so good at social media, and that's why I don't have to be. I have, <laughs> sure, I have, I have great people who I can rely on. Well, to that's do great. This. Plus, that's great. We'll put a link in the show notes for those of you listening. As usual, if you're interested, mm-hmm. you want to get a hold of Scotty, just scroll down, click on the link, it'll go straight to their Facebook page, their website, and their Instagram. And then we'll also put a link to the next event that you have coming up. Tell us one more time where you're going to be and when you're going to be there. Uh, we are going to be, we have one November 30th at the old Davy schoolhouse in, uh, Davy, Florida. Uh, I think that's already sold out. And we have another one, November 6th, which is a Friday night at yesteryear village. We're going to be doing history and haunts again. Awesome. That is awesome. Well, we will definitely, we can't do it this year cause we already have plans, but that's something we will definitely come and visit you guys at in the very near future. Because you said you do that pretty regularly, right? We do. We do Yesteryear Village uh, once a month, except for when the fair's on in January and February. So cool. the rest of the year, we usually do it on the first Friday of the month. Oh, very cool. So that is something to definitely put on your calendar or something to check yeah, out. Yeah, no I doubt. Think. You no know, doubt. Not just even around Halloween. Like that's something all year round that you can, you know. All year round. Learn a little history, learn about a little haunting, a little paranormal, yeah. you know, research activity. That's pretty cool, man. Scotty, thank you. Over and we are, I was going to say our team has like 12 or 14 of those DR60s. So you oh, come over, cool. I'll use mine oh my gosh yes that dan would like very to nice that. of course i would <laughs> especially after i go looking it up technology. later tonight <laughs> yes all right scotty well you have a beautiful rest of your night and we will talk to you soon thank you so much for joining us yes thank you scotty have a good night thank you thank you for having me have a good night you're welcome right. bye you too bye Hey guys, welcome back, and we hope you enjoyed that interview with Scotty Burns. I really enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, it was a a lot more down to earth. Yes, I agree. And kind of fact based. Yeah, not that I thought it would be, you know, a bunch of malarkey to borrow that word, but malarkey. That's but a, that's a word right there. <laughs> 
But I thought it might be a little more paranoid. I kind of like that it was so down to earth, you know? Yeah, I really did too. I um, Scotty was super honest and, yeah. you know, forthcoming with it. Yeah. And um, she said sometimes it is, most of the time it isn't. But I do like that, you know, she's had experiences with that in her life. Yeah. So she knows it's real, but she also knows that there's a lot of people out there just, you know. Making up stuff. Making or, stuff up. Or, or thinking it's something and it's not. Yeah, or having some uh, dealing with some kind of issues. Yes. And then I just really love that they are actually helping those in the community who are maybe struggling with stuff like that. So Me I can't, too. I can't commend them enough for that. That's pretty amazing to do, free of charge. That is a volunteer-based uh, war party. Paranormal is volunteer-based. Yes. So shout out to everybody that's a part of war party paranormal that yes. can be a tongue twister just so everybody yeah. knows that's why there's I'm an outtake of me trying stumbling. yeah i'm <laughs> trying to speak slowly when i say it so that i get it right but yeah shout out to all of you who are volunteering your time that is pretty awesome guys so thank you for that but that was pretty cool yes it was very cool and as this is our halloween episode i did post uh something on our facebook page asking all of you What's the scariest movie that you've ever seen or your favorite Halloween movie? Because some people don't like scary movies. I'd put that for me, The Exorcist was probably the movie that scared mm. me the mo- the very most psychologically, you know? Yeah, that's funny because, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I was creeped out by that one. I don't think I saw that one till I was a little older. Yeah. But I think when I was a teenager, Hellraiser came out. Oh, yes. And is that where the guy goes, shall we play a game? It, it was so scary to me. Just yeah. crazy things were happening in this other hell dimension, whatever it was. Pinhead. That's yes. what Pinhead was. Yes. yes. And that weird box and the mattress where the people come out of it. All bloody. Oh, that's I very... can't talk about it too much. I'm going to have bad dreams tonight. <laughs> that's it's very along. That's along the genre of like Friday the 13th, the original and all that. Remember yeah, those, those scared me too. Those yeah, scared me they too. They really did. And Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And yeah, that's the same thing, isn't it? No, Friday the 13th was Jason. Nightmare on Elm Street was Freddy. Friday the 13th did not scare me that much. Really? Those scared me worse. Freddy Krueger. That's why I was was thinking when you said Friday the 13th, I was thinking Freddy Krueger for some reason. But the Freddy Krueger ones scared me because it was about dreaming. It was about being in a state of sleep. Yeah. They started scary. And then by, you know, Friday the 13th part... 72 they were kind oh, of yeah. a comedy yeah, you're kind of what like about, i know what's gonna happen what about halloween movies did those scare you um the ones actually titled halloween jamie lee curtis maybe in the beginning yeah yeah but after somebody comes back to life and does the same exact thing over and over that's again very much like, a, eh, that's a jason move okay gotcha yeah well we got some great feedback from you guys on the website it's funny because dean he said, I'm 58 years old, and I still haven't seen the Exorcist movie. So, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, some people don't <laughs> want to see it. Marcy said that Pet Cemetery is a... Uh, it, she watched it alone at like 2 a.m. Oh, that's a no-no, Marcy. That is a good one. That's a scary one. And you know what makes that movie, the original, of course, so scary? The little boy. The little he's boy. He's the scariest. He's the best little actor. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what ever happened to that one, kid. the one, the little boy looks so much like him. Remember, yeah. but he has different colored hair. Oh, you he has of, brown hair instead of blonde. You thinking of Poltergeist? No, no, I'm thinking of the new Pet Cemetery. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Because remember, in the new Pet Cemetery, oh, you're right. The new Pet Cemetery. Yes. There's a spoiler alert here if you haven't seen it. The new Pet Cemetery. It's not the little boy that gets turns into like a, you know, a psycho killer. It's the daughter who's oh, yeah, older. Yeah, that's right. Oh crap! Remember? Spoiler alert. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I did say spoiler. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, it, but it wasn't as good. The original was great. Yeah. Mike said that. Uh, in 1980, the Holy Trinity, that meaning the, uh, the the three movies that were so good to him were The Fog, The Changeling, and The Shining. I absolutely love The Shining. Yeah, I wasn't too scared by The Shining. I know. You said that before. That's crazy. No, it was more, I, I don't know. Yeah, I was just not that afraid. Now, well, Nowadays, you know, I will not watch a scary thing to yes, save my life. Like, I know. That, what about uh, Dr. Sleep? Shining Part 2, did you it think that was scary? It wasn't scary to me at all. Yeah, not so scary to me, but it's interesting. It's a psychological thriller type thing, which I, I, I like those. Yep. But I don't know. It's hard to know. It, sometimes I can. Like, I watched that movie with that girl in the shadows. Oh, my gosh. That movie is so scary what to me. What is that? Lights it Out. Lights Out. And I, it didn't scare me at all. I, I was know. like... And look, I'm telling you, you guys, crazy. if you haven't seen Lights Out, even though Angie says it's not scary... Watch it and give us your feedback because that movie is really scary to me. But I know one that really scared you, Angie. What? The Ring. I don't like that one. That one scares everybody. The first ring was great. That was great. (laughs) Debbie said The Birds. That's a classic. That's definitely a scary one. That's uh, 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 Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock. There you go. Almost said Albert Hitchcock. (laughs) And uh, Jen had said The Blair Witch Project. That was a really good one. Yeah. That was a ways back. It's funny how... Different people get scared by different things. It really is. But I'm really excited for Halloween. I know we're not doing much. You are. I do. I get to decorate for a birthday party. Yes. For Emma's birthday party. She's born she is born on the thirtieth. So Very that's close. a cool birthday to yeah. have. Um, so it's a Halloween themed birthday. Nice. And I get to have fun getting all the buying all the decorations and putting it all together. Oh, and that's so cool. It's like a spooky kind of theme, but that's not my favorite. Stup- super scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I really like that. So kind of like classic Halloween, which I love. Well, that's awesome. And you you get to yeah. dress up. We, and we, I am dressing up. I'm not saying what I'm gonna be yet, but that's, it's gonna be fun. I'll take it. We'll post a picture oh, on definitely. the YouTube website for that. Definitely will. I will not be um, dressing up because I'm not going anywhere for Halloween. But, you know, we always dress up, as you guys know, every year. We're huge into Halloween. We make our own costumes. If you haven't seen them, go to our Halloween Sessions Facebook page. That's a whole other thing. But uh, started from Velvet Sessions at Hard Rock, and then we've been to other Mm -hmm. parties. And people submit pictures that we've put up there that we either met at the party or were there. And it's, it's really yeah. cool. And we'll fire that back up when we start going to those and parties you know, again. I really wouldn't have had time to make costumes this year. Yeah. So who had, I, we probably would have recycled something, which yeah. is, is a good thing to do. I mean, I, yeah. I do probably 30% of the costumes depending yeah, on help. which ones Yeah, I can do. I can draw pinstripes and spray paint and stuff. Yeah, but, you help with some of the RC stuff. Definitely. But the, the, uh, the tailoring and stuff that is yeah. all you. Well, that's, we can call it tailoring. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for joining the show and taking a listen to that interview with Scotty Burns with War Party Paranormal. Definitely shoot on over to their website and check them out. Um, They do have some events coming up and that will be listed on their um, social media pages as well as their website. And if you guys like listening to the show, if you enjoy it, please don't forget to give us a rating type out a little review if you'd like and make sure to subscribe to the show yes indeed or you guys can call us at 407-490-3899 that's a voicemail for the show you can let us know if you want to be on the show if you know someone that would be a good guest on the show local Mm -hmm. charity you had an idea for the show or just to say hi that's right. Or shoot us an email at feedback at fineanddangy.com. Like I said, all of our social media, you can check out and find us under Fine and Dangy. And guys, that's it for today. And remember, at the end of each and every day, it's, it's all fine and
Warp Party? Warp Party. <laughs> Warp Party. Sorry. Hold on. 